Casting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. <laughs> Hello, ladies time? and gentlemen. Welcome oh. to the latest episode of the PBS Pleb Broadcasting Series. Woo! Oh, how are you doing today? Hey, doing pretty good. That's good. Yeah, doing that pretty good. That was PBS. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, so uh, what's what's what are we talking about today? Uh, let's let's go into our sponsors first. We want to thank Voltage. Voltage, as you know, is uh the leading is it the leading lightning infrastructure probably company in the space. I would say, right? We could. Who we else? Could, who else is competing with them? I uh, some of the people who I imagine to be competing with them tell me they're not. The name that comes to mind is Blockspace, <laughs> but I think. Oh, I, are they? Oh, I said so once, and then they were like, "No, no we're, we're not, not competing." Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Use Voltage. So, use Voltage. <laughs> There's no competition. Not other even than anything. Voltage. No, they're great. Uh, I think I just saw uh, Nate on who? Oh, Bolt Bolt dot Fun doing a podcast there. So check out that. There's. They do all kinds of workshops. We have really great friends there. Stellar team. Um, really inexpensive uh, full notes. Right? What? Yeah. There you I go. You thinking, heard it I was first. thinking about block spaces again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out. Great. Do we have a second sponsor? No, I still got one sponsor. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's y'all's week? Are you asking the audience? Other I'm asking the audience here. <laughs> oh, the live audience. Pretty good. What was, the best you, part? what was the best part this week? Uh, ABC last night was pretty fun. Yeah? Do you want to come talk about it? No. <laughs> I can talk about it. I was there. Yeah, talk about it. How was it? Uh, the, it was great. The, there was a panel with Matt Hill and two other people, Marty Bent and... Oh, wow. Who was the third person on the panel? And they talked about... Pierre Rochard. Pierre Rochard. They talked about... Oh, Pierre was there, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They talked about mining, they talked about transaction fees, they talked about sovereign computing, they talked about independent transaction verification, and blockchain downloading, and initial block downloads, and all sorts of stuff. It was really good. And then, Matt Hill gave a presentation about the Start9 Labs computer, the embassy, and uh, and a little demo of using um, Ghost with BTC Pay, which was cool. Marty Marty did that. Uh, And then they took Q&A. So it was was wonderful. That That was what it was. That's a good summary. That's a good summary. Were there any questions? No. <laughs> it said, were there any? <laughs> it sounds like you're going. It sounds like it sounds like you're going somewhere with this. Uh, and a, a faithful audience member who wants to get me in trouble, uh, very loyally, uh, wants to know what question I asked uh, at the event, and I asked Matt Hill why, if his company is really serious about helping people be sovereign computing people, why why they're shipping out Raspberry Pis, uh, which is like a toy computer, like for babies. Um, and Raspberry Pis are for babies? Yes. Like real babies? Like if, you go, if you go to Toys R Us, they sell them there because oh, they're designed for teaching children how computers work. Hmm. I made that fact up. It's false. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did actually find one in the, in the, um, in like the children's educational section of a Target once. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're, they're toy computers. They're not meant for, ser- for doing anything serious, but a lot of Bitcoin companies are using them 
um, because a long time ago, somebody demonstrated as a proof of concept that the Bitcoin software is so lightweight, you can run it on something as small as a Raspberry Pi. And then people started making products out of that for some reason, which is really weird. Uh, so these guys do that. And I was like, isn't that, isn't that kind of dumb? Like, you're, you're, not going to be, you're not going to influence sovereign computing by using Raspberry Pis, which are toys. Uh, and he said, well, the operating system's free and open source. You can download it and run it on whatever hardware you want. We're just offering people a $300 option. And there's, there's not that many $300 computers out there other than a Pi. So no. that was... Yeah, which is a good answer. Like, yeah, just yeah, run it, run it on something beefier if you I've want. I've been actually. saying it for a while, though. We, we, all, we, as, we as Bitcoiners need to start making our own hardware. Um, mm-hmm. I've been saying that for a year. And, um, Nonstop. It, it sounds like, it, sounds like it can be done. So. Uh, it sounds like the two companies that are trying to do it are CoinKite and Foundation. Like, they're making actual hardware. Um, now, how can that ever be, like, something that could run, like, a... You know, like a like a something as beefy as like a Raspberry Pi or 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 like a Start Nine could it ever operating run, system. Could you ever run Pi you, you know what I mean? Like, could it ever run like a Start Nine operating system or something else like that? I don't know, but I think we need more Bitcoin companies making hardware. Um, I, I can think, agree with that. I second that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, I, well, no. If you want something, go do it. Car, don't ask. I've been saying it. Yeah. Stuff. I. I. Yeah. That's that's definitely where I would go Maybe to. If I ever, if I ever like, yeah, like Pleb Lab blew up in flames, I would definitely go out and try to make a hardware. Company. That could be a Pleb Lab project. If anyone wants to come and build a hard build hardware at Pleb Lab, applications are open. Because it's like it's something wor- it's something hard, but it's something significant that has the most impact. I always like doing so- always like doing stuff like that. What about hardware? Yeah. One of our audience members has considered doing this. Would you like to come up and talk about it? <laughs> That's all. That's all she got. Um, She's thought about it. No, I, I think I definitely think Start Nine is 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 well on its way though. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope I hope at some point they do get into hardware and they start doing that. That would be kind of cool. But yep. um, or yeah, use one of the open source chipsets. But and... the fact that they're out there doing it. Um, and, well, and he's I, a... I, I met Matt before. He's a, he's a really nice guy yes. and he's so smart. Just the way he looks at things and. My um, spicy comment was not my opinion on the. Well, that's just it you didn't being, reflect my opinion on being, the company, which is great. That's just you being adversarial. You're, yes. you're just constantly like that. Everyone there was just giving him softball questions, and he needed a hardball one to show yeah. that he was could hold up under pressure. Um, totally can, yeah. And he get and he could. He's good. He had a good answer. Bitcoin to ask the hard questions. Um, so, what is the next topic we want to cover today? Talk about the uh, talk about the L and D stuff. What's going on with the L and D bug? L and D broke. L and D. L and D. Pooped the bed. Uh, somebody put out another uh, Taproot transaction that was non-standard, and it broke LND again. Same guy. So, yeah, same guy who did the last one, did the latest one, or did the previous one. So it worked. Uh, LND broke, which was his goal. So yeah, then they fixed it. Yeah. End of story. Were you surprised <laughs> that it? Were you surprised that it happened again? Or are you kind of? Uh, yeah, I was. I I assumed that when they patched it the first time, they would have, they they did. I assumed uh, fix any related bugs, and this is like another version of this. I, my understanding is another version of the same bug. Like um, they're not properly um, parsing taproot transactions. So there might be still a bug out there. Maybe it's just going to be a continuous, a continuous stream of new bugs. Just because of the taproot implementation, or like what what part? Just. I, I really don't know enough to say. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they fixed it though, so that's nice. Dang. What are you over under three months? What next bug? I next L and D bug. Do you think it's over? Over? Th- it won't happen until over three months. Under three months. 
less fewer i i suspect fewer really yeah how many weeks uh between four and six wow yeah so you think within two months we'll have another lnd bug before two months before two months would be my guess is that bullish or bearish I don't know. That it doesn't is, even. Is that bullish lightning? One of the nice things bearish? about the I feel lightning. Like that's bullish lightning. One of the nice things about the lightning network is it's not Im- as important as the Bitcoin network. And so if you have uh, a bug in an implementation of lightning, it's just like it doesn't really affect anyone except users of that implementation. So. Yeah. Wind frightening network. Uh, I don't know. <coughs> well, excuse me. Uh, I was working on this project. I worked on this project called the Frightening Network, which was my rewrite of the Lightning Network from scratch. And I put it on GitHub in its latest state. In its current state, you can, on, on reg test only, uh, you can connect to, you can spin up two like, frightening nodes, connect them together, and make payments or create a channel, uh, and then make a payment from one person to the other, a, a single payment, and then force close your channel. Uh, and this is, so technically it works. That is, that is all you need in order to say you have a functioning lightning network. Um, but yeah, that is that is its current state. But what was the plan it for it though, point. Super? What was the plan for it? You wanted to? I just want to. I want my own Lightning Network with my own rules. Uh, That's what okay. I want. And uh, and so the Frightening Network is eventually, hopefully, going to be that when I get around to working on it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. Yep. Yeah. So, audience questions. <laughs> is that where we're at? Or we're, we're, I don't know. Really. It's it's a free form. The, an audi- a, a valued audience member wonders what's my favorite t-shirt. Uh, it's probably my tiger shirt. Really? Where is that tiger shirt? I wore it a couple days ago. Mm. It's a beauty. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> the valued uh, audience member oh, is the person who made this FlubLab t-shirt, and oh. they wanted me to answer that this is my favorite t-shirt. Uh, this one's up there, but it's not my favorite. Every time, wait, wait, what's, what's your second favorite? Um, the plain gray. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is this is my second favorite. This is my second favorite it's like, T-shirt. It's, like, it's the, the tiger shirt, plain gray, and then now this. One. Just I was just kidding. The plain gray is not my favorite. Second favorite. What a jerk. <laughs> this is oh, a yeah. stupid question. It's not even a question. <laughs> The Airbnb movie. Oh my goodness. I don't know. What is it about Keon? Airbnb? That's scary Keon. I, I imagine it's about Keon talking to the neighbors. <laughs> no one watching wants to know what movie we're going to go see later. That's a boring topic. That's, it is a boring topic. Probably Do not. They sponsor PBS? I think it's like a haunted house. I, I don't yeah. know. Keon said it's specifically Airbnb. It's like, it's like Keon's like. Look what I found on Walmart. Shut up. Really? You can buy... Should I show the audience? <laughs> Did you see what he found on Walmart? So I found this on Walmart. Can you can see you that see on there? That? Can you see that on there? This is the Walmart website. You can buy a new ant miner on Walmart, which is pretty cool. Wait, how much do they go for everywhere else? $3,600. Well, I don't know what elsewhere. On Walmart, you What's can buy one for 3600 for... bucks. We don't it's have any sweet. mining heads here. That is an excellent price space heater. Buy one, plug it in, warm your house, make some sacks. Are you buying one right now? Maybe. <laughs> There's a guy named Marcus I was talking to last night at ABC. 
So sounds good to me. My 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 uh, tent had an ant in it last night, and when I lay down, this ant started crawling on my back, and so now I want an ant miner so I can cook him. It was a beetle, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Beetles. Like story, no, it was it was mostly fabricated. I just used ant as a synonym for beetle, because an ant is a type of beetle, maybe? I made that up too. <laughs> um, making up facts left and right here, ladies and gentlemen. That is that is what I'm doing. How did, how did you find that ant miner in, on, on the Walmart thing? Or you Some, just like, someone posted about it on Twitter. Oh, wow. I clicked it, and it was definitely there. Hmm? Who? Oh, posted it? Oh, cool. I, oh. Yeah. So I, I forget who I... I don't think it was... Oh, this we can talk about. How's, Nos, how's your Nostra November treating you, Super? Oh, uh, yeah, that is something we can talk about. The guy I saw was Corey Swan, uh, who posted it. Um, Nostra November is going terribly. I don't use... I'm not participating. Uh, you stopped participating already? I, st I didn't start participating. No, you definitely started on Tuesday. No. Yeah, Tuesday. Yes, you did. I, no, I didn't. You started in the morning. You're like, yeah, I can't wait. And then maybe you stopped. Uh, yeah, I but couldn't. You did. I couldn't wait for Nostra November, but I wasn't doing it. Uh, so, Carl, you're, are like, you off Twitter? You're doing I'm doing Nostra November, but that's here. So, that's here. Bro, Twitter's still gonna be here when you come back. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let him tell you this part first. So, tell him the part that you're about to. Nostra November experience. Nostra's been down. Like, Nostra's been like, dude, like, it's been terrible. The first day. The first day was Nostra. great. There was no problems. It was great. Day two of Nostra November. Got, got half, that got worse fast. Because somebody spammed it. Somebody spammed it. Somebody spammed the Damas Relay, which is the one everyone uses. And uh, basically there was spam going back and forth all day. Uh, and then and everybody came on board. A lot of people came that day, like new new users, right? And then it, mm -hmm. and then yesterday I was sick. What? I could tell because it was melee. Yeah, hey, what happened? Um, so... It was me. I was the spammer. So it turns out <laughs> this guy was spamming from yeah. Club Lab. Yeah, I got the I actually biggest, got the guy who Club made Labs Enigma. IP address. Man. The guy who made Enigma is the same so guy who's spamming the NOS. Client. Like, what is going on here? Well, I wanted to. I, How many brains do you have? We've talked to, in Nostra. We've talked for a long time about how we have no spam prevention things involved. Like we we have nothing to stop spam. So I was like, well, this is a good time to do it. Everyone's trying Nostra for the first time. Let's make it a terrible experience. So I just started spamming the same thing over and over again. Uh, and it, it worked. Like the relay tell that him was the, spamming. Tell, tell, tell the audience. Started banning IP addresses. He, he banned, he ba first he banned my pub key. So I, start, I made this ro key rotation thing where I generate a new pub key every 10 messages, every 10 spam messages. He didn't tell any of us here that he was doing this. I would have pulled then, this plug. I would have pulled it. <laughs> And then he banned our IP address, which was bad because no yeah. one here could post on Nostra then. Well, at least not on the Damas Relay. Uh, so he banned our IP address, and so I went on tour, and every time he would ban one of my IP addresses, I'd just click Create New Circuit, which gives you a new IP address. And at the end, he had to ban the entirety of the tour network to stop me. Uh, and that did stop me. So now, yeah. This is, why we don't, this is why we don't have nice spam. things. But he's he Super. didn't he didn't have an easy tool for banning spammer IP addresses and now he does. So you so you attacked Matt Hill this week. <laughs> you attacked Thomas this week. What else are you gonna attack this week? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> the Lightning Network got taken down this week. Lightning Network got taken down this week. Yeah, a lot of stuff. How is so. that sponsored by Club Lab? <laughs>
wasn't. Oh, and all no. that was sponsored by. No, Bubba. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Voltage is the main. Oh, who's here? Oh, Whoa! Wait. wait, what happened? What happened? You got pizza instead? What? Rapolo. No way! That's like his favorite. So that is that is. If you're not here for Pleb Labs regular PBS live show, usually have You're missing out on pizza today. Um. Hey, did you know that he spammed the the knock? We just found this out. He spammed the knock. Why did you say anything? I tried to, I tried to black. What did you find out? I tried out? to make everyone think it was him. When that same day? So, there you go. So how was your November? But it's going know. terrible. It's going really <laughs> terrible. The first day was great. First day was amazing. Well, it's, it's not fixed good, now. Super. We, we actually have spam prevention tools now. So that it was a successful attack. That was its purpose. What do you mean we have spam prevention tools? The, 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 we now have code written for easily blacklisting malicious IP addresses oh. from, from Noster uh, Relays, which is good. But that's not the final solution. Uh, the final solution is, well, I, I probably don't know, but I imagine something to do with SATs. Like pay sets to uh, yeah. Post. I think we need a, I think we need a similar model like uh, Stacker News on mm -hmm. there. I agree. Stacker News is a great model. So yeah. Uh, another. How do you think it'll take them to do that? To on Noster? Yeah. Or no on on Domus. Well, I don't think he's going to do it himself. And I think what's going to happen is that someone someone and it might be me is going to write a relay that does that has um uh, some kind of subscription model where like you have to. You have to pay to post on that relay, oh. and then if the if that happens, then I think he would probably adopt it. If it was well, only if it was successful, though. Oh wait, so you're saying like, well. uh, hang on, so you're saying that all the relays would um, would be charging per? Well, no, it would never be all of them. Some of them would do it for free, but um, I think that the ones that are going to last are the ones who uh, have an incentive to keep their relay going. And to me, an obvious one is payments. So like a Noster. Sat relay. Yeah, make it similar to Stack Your News, where NSR posts cost a sat, likes cost a sat, stuff like that. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, clearly it was Nick's easy like to a, take down. Nick's so. the biggest Noster bear in this lab. Noster's a shit corner. So, uh, do you want to come up and talk with me about why Noster's the worst thing ever? He's eating pizza right now. Uh, he's eating. He's eating food. So, how's the pizza? Where'd you guys get it at? Rapolos. Rapolos. Yeah, dude, that's a really good spot. We'll have a Tomorrow when we're producing, recording. Oh, acting. nice. That's greasy. Yeah, tomorrow we're, we're going to be doing some some acting in Plub Lab. Oh yeah. Damn, that looks really good. Hi, Keon. Hello. Hey, Keon. Did you know he was the one spot? Do you know he was the one that was spamming Noster? Can you believe me. it? It was me. This whole along. time. Yeah. Well, but it, it worked. It got got what I wanted. So now when I go on, no, no I mean, everybody else cleaned up his mess. He, he, he banned all of Tor. That was the fix. Cause I was using Tor to create new IP addresses. And so he just was like, everyone, everything on Tor is banned. Yeah. But so the, the real fix though, was that he made, he made an easy like button he can click to like identify a spammer's IP address and add it to a blacklist. That, which is what we needed. We needed that in order to, that's like the, a basic spam prevention tool. Sounds like censorship to me. It is. 
Yeah, but that's the nice thing is that individual relays can censor, uh, and they need the ability to do that in order to create good communities. Uh, and then people who don't like the censorship policies of one relay can go to another one, because that's freedom. Yeah. You don't you don't have a really free network if you can't control who posts on it. Oh wow, he added uh, inline videos now. Oh wait, no, he did it. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, it is, if, if, if you can't, if you, it's like fascism, if you can't control, if you have a service, like let's say a relay and you're not allowed to, to stop people you don't want to post on there, like if someone's forcing you to let them do, be there, you don't really have control over your uh, hardware. Um, it's like, the administrator. Well, you want to come up and talk about it? <laughs> yeah. So there's two there's two sides there's two sides to freedom in, in in any network where you're using someone else's resources. For for the user, they feel like they're not free unless they get to do whatever they want with that person's service. But for the person who owns the service, who owns the relay, they're not free unless they can stop that person. Like there's two there's two people involved. Yeah, I did. That was really cool. Um, we will see, because they didn't have Bitcoin back when, back, uh, sorry, a valued audience member pointed out that Jameson Lopp put a blog post today about the history of the downfall of the simple mail transfer protocol. Uh, Austin's laughing. Is it because I called him a valued audience member? <laughs> Apparently Austin doesn't think uh, Nick has value, but I think Nick has value. See, see, like. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jameson Lott put out this blog post about the history of the demise of the simple mail transfer protocol and how it became centralized garbage. Uh, and it's a cool post. So Nick pointed out that the same thing is obviously happening to Nostra right now, as evidenced by. The protocol was too simple. Because it was. Just like Nostra. He said it's because the protocol was too simple. I don't think that's why it was. I think it is because. Um, in, in the absence of a good uh, standardized way to block spam, um, administrators used ad hoc methods, such as just blacklisting ranges of IP addresses, which is what, exactly what happened yesterday. He said there's a, there's a reason why the remailers didn't work. Uh, the remailers did work. That, Oh, they, they stopped, they, yeah, they, the, one of the things, one of the features of the old email system before it was taken over by a few big companies was that um, anyone who ran, uh, um, email wor works along the, um, by, by forwarding mail from one node to another, very similar to how Nostra does it. And there used to be a bunch of people who ran these things called open relays, uh, but they stopped because spammers would use them to, to send spam from person to person. So like. So like Gmail and Microsoft and AOL blocked these open relays, which also had no incentive to run them. Uh, Just like Noster. Well, but that's the, that's to me that's the difference is that with Noster you can build because Bitcoin exists now you can build an incentive to run the relays. No, no one's done it yet, but I think I think people I think people would use it because people use people use Stacker News even though you have to pay, and I think they will use paid Noster relays as well. 
because he makes money. If the, if the open relays had made money by open relaying, I think they would have kept running them. Anyway, um, we may have, we may have exhausted, I know we haven't exhausted this topic, there's still controversy. Come on up, Nick, you can tell, you can t do controversy with me. This is fun, I can't keep on, I can't keep on just telling the audience what you're saying. It's tedious. Uh, Okay. Sounds good. See y'all next week. <laughs> All right, we got a new guest. Thank you, Kanky Carr. And say hello to Austin, the man behind the Pleb Dev course. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to introduce you yet. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Cool. Hi, Austin. Hello. How you doing? Doing good. You come here often? Eating some pizza. I do. I come here more often than, uh, you know, than others. Do you want to come see a movie with us later? Uh, I do want to see it. It's the Airbnb horror movie. Horror? horror. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Keon's it, Nightmare. He, he saw it and recommended it. So. Oh, okay. Um, nice. What, what are you, he's, Austin is a valued audience member and now co-host who wanted to talk about Tor. Wants to talk about Tor. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, wondering what, like, Tor is so important. We rely on it a lot, especially in Lightning, in order to have, like, private Lightning use. Uh, not having Lightning nodes and channels up on the clear net where you can be probed. Of course, you can still be probed on private channels as well. But anyway, we rely very much on Tor, and Tor is being attacked. There's no incentive to run Tor relay nodes. Mm -hmm. There's no incentive to it's run Tor it's exit exactly nodes. Like, it's exactly like Nostra and like, like SMTP. So that's why yeah. y'all were making me think of this. Like, what is, like, what is the solution to that? Like, how do we like? And it's the same vein. Like, how do we incentivize people to run um, relay nodes in Nostra? How do we incentivize people to run Lightning nodes? How do we incentivize people to run Tor? Relay nodes. There's a guy on the internet who is who spins up a, a Tor relay every time you pay him in sets. Like you send in you send in a five dollars in sets, he'll spin up. A, I'm not sure what the amount is. He'll spin up a Tor relay. The very existence of Bitcoin has made it has has changed the incentives of these things. There are more Tor relays than there have ever been now, because of Bitcoin. Well, that's that's been I'd, my simple. I made that, I also made that fact up. That's a new fact. <laughs> That's been my simple thought for a while, like first hearing about the issues in Tor, like two years ago, I was like, oh, well, don't micropayments fix this? And like, that's what, that's why Hashcash was created. Like this is a, people have been thinking about this for a long time, but apparently it's not that simple. But there's, there's only one guy running Tor relays who, who takes payment for it, as far as I'm aware. Um, well, I, there's pro there probably are others. There's only one that I know of. I suppose any VPS does it too. Cause you just you VPSs, you pay for them, and then you can put a tour, a tour relay on them. Yeah, but yeah, the the uh, the existence of paid services like that allows there to allows them to proliferate, and it's not something that existed in the early internet. Yeah, It'd be cool to see more stuff like that, and to see mm -hmm. even like OpenSats contribute to that, because that's a you're not getting a direct benefit. From that, it's kind of a it's a hard sell in a lot of ways unless you're just you want to sustain the Tor network and you want to add nodes with your own money, but you're not really I benefiting would, directly from that. I would like to see um, 
a Tor relay that has conditional logic where it will only relay your message if it comes with a payment for that operator. Yeah. On a message on a message per by message basis. That would be cool to see if that would work. Yeah. I asked uh, on Twitter about this and like what are the solutions and Nifty said onion routing or onion messages over the Lightning Network. But I know Yeesh. that I know that you and other people think differently about that because like the inconsistencies of Lightning payments making it. Um, but it is already a, an onion routed network where you have to pay to go from channel to channel, a small fee. So it's like that infrastructure is in place. Why, why couldn't we grow the Lightning Network and improve it to where it's stable enough to where we could do a lot of our Tor use would, cases on it? I would, I would like to see a version of Tor that is, that is paid using Lightning, but I would not like to see the Lightning Network itself become that. Like the, I like the Lightning Network being a thing for payments, personally. Now, this is also not a network that I control. I'm just running one node. Y'all can run a node, and if you want to do Onion packets, great. You can do them. Um, that's your node. Do what you want with it. I'm not going to do it with my node because I like my node just being there to facilitate payments. So I can easily pay bit refill or pay with Moon or whoever it is for the products and services I want. If there was a service that said I will do Onion packets on a paid basis, I'd be like, great, I will use that service. I will pay them using my Lightning node. But the moment you package those two things together, I think, I think it's stupid if you can run them separately. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's my opinion. But, you know, I'm just one node on the network. Do what you want. If you want to run Onion things on your Umbral, great. Go for it. Yeah. Well, there's also, like, I2P as an alternative to Tor. I don't know much how it works. I don't, I don't know much about it either. Is anyone in the audience familiar with I2P? Any of our valued audience members? Or, or, or Nick? It's another <laughs> what? <laughs> just kidding. Overlay network. Oh, I don't know what overlay means. Overlay, okay. So Tor. Yeah, I, I guess I say onion routed. It's supposedly very similar to Tor, but they use a different uh, encryption scheme or something. I'm not. Okay. They, there is a garlic router who knows something about this. Okay, that sounds pretty stinky. A valued audience member pointed out that are VPNs better than Tor? Here's a controversial topic, or it could be controversial. Nick points out that they are faster and more efficient. So I'll tell you this. Uh, one, because Tor relays are free, I used them to spam the Domus relay the other day. Like, I sent my spam over them, right? Because they're, they're free and easy, and I get a new IP address by just clicking New Circuit. I could have done the same thing with the VPS, but it's expensive. Each one costs, like, a certain number of sats. And I was like, I'm not going to do that if I've got a free... Ten cents an hour. Ten cents an hour for... An, do they give you a new IP address every time, or do they just give you their IP address every time? Whoever runs the service. Yeah. It's all wired guards, so I'm assuming they I'm a, I assume that he has one one VPS and he get, he lets you use that VPS's IP address. Cool. I will try it. Or I want. What's that it. called? LNVPN.com. Apparently, you can pay ten sats per hour. Fifty cents a day or ten cents an hour. Ten cents of sats per hour for a VPN connection, which apparently you can choose the country. 
Right. You go to the website, you pay the SAS, you download a config file, you open up WireGuard or machine, you upload the config file. This is why we need you up here, man. There's a lot of stuff. I can't repeat all that. Yeah, I can't, I can't repeat all you can't, that. Unless you're, you're missing out on some stuff while you're here. It's a really cool service, apparently. I, I haven't used well, it yet. Well, yeah, VPN, like the, a lot of the efficiencies of VPN and why it works well is because it's been kind of centralized to well, a number of small companies and you're trusting them a lot of times if you're using NordVPN or something like that, you're trusting them because um, they have access to... What I'm trying to say is you can have your own VPN network at your house. You can, yeah. You open VPN. I do that. I have a personal VPN that I set up. Yeah. Um, it is better for some purpose. It's not better for spamming because it only gets you one extra IP address. Yeah, sorry. Spamming is, of course, the very thing we're trying to prevent. So, well, <laughs> how do we, how do yeah, we fix I mean, spamming? Use an IP address, but it doesn't work well for spamming. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, that works like for me accessing my node remotely. But if it's information on my node or information from my phone, a client trying to send in a private way over a network, like that's, it's a whole different problem. The library. But it's so easy to ban their IP address because that's that's the tool he uh, that William created yesterday. See, the thing was though, I know you can pay ten cents for an hour on there, but he. So, at the height of the spam attack. Uh, William was was banning my IP addresses, and it took him about 30 seconds each time. He, to add me to a ban list took about 30 seconds. So that would be, I would essentially... So you're so you're not a valued audience paying, member anymore. You need to... I would essentially be paying 10, sec, 10 cents per 30 seconds instead of 10 cents per hour, which makes it a bad deal if you're trying to spam, which is the point. And a door audience member pointed out that uh, <laughs> <laughs> a worshipped our God of the audience well, member pointed out that uh, that kidding. Gold's Gym has He's very not. weak network security, so it's a good place to come um, do sketchy shit such as spamming Noster. I'm not. I'm not going to tell people where I hide my time travel device in a locker at Gold's Gym number 104. I'm not going to tell them that. <laughs> You can't tell people it's in Highland. They'll go there and take it from Locker 104. So. Super. Are we allowed to talk about the course, or are we keeping it secret? Keep it secret. Cool. We're keeping it secret. Talk about time travel. Talk, talk about, about time, time travel. travel instead? Oh, my goodness. The, the time travel story. Well, see, Bitcoin is time travel because, uh, you know, you put your time into Bitcoin and came, it doesn't devalue, I, so that time one of travels. The, one of the times when I went to a conference or something, I forget what it was. I think I just went to my parents' house. When, when I came back, I took a Greyhound instead of an airplane, and the Greyhound dropped me off across the street from a Gold's Gym. So I went to the Gold's Gym and used their Wi-Fi to ask him to come pick me up, and he thought I had time traveled because <laughs> he was like, how did you get from the airport to... Gold's gym, must have you must have gone back in time, which of course that makes sense. That's well, the logic there. That's car logic. Did I drop you 
Yeah, you dropped me off at the airport, and then I showed up at the Greyhound. So it was like super has time travel. Uh, it's car logic. Yeah, it's good logic. Um, what? How how would I invent time travel? I I have no I I'm not a cosmologist. <laughs> Physicist. I'm not a cosmopolitan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, drugs. Um, Lots so of, a valued uh, audience member wonders how we would invent time travel, and I've got no good theories. Yeah, I don't think that's a good question. I think we'd need a Tyson sphere, at least. Uh, the question is... If we could. Where would you go? If we could time travel, where would we go? Yeah. Antarctica. It's a place! <laughs> <laughs> valued audience <laughs> member said Antarctica. I've always wanted to go to New York City, so... <laughs> Well, she didn't ask where would we time travel to. She just asked where we would go. <laughs> if you had a, it wouldn't stop you from going places. That's true. I would, I would fight Abe Lincoln. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would leave my time travel machine in the locker yeah. at Gold's Gym, and I would be go a good to New fight. York in a car. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the L&D bug? We did. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. we already talked about it. It's pretty juicy. It was a juicy bug. Played out. Oh, okay. I feel like time travel is played out. I think but... um, Barack should release a tool called Barake, where he where he shows, <laughs> like where he shows how to do all of this, uh, which has all these exploits built into it. Or Ellen Splat. I know Ellen Splat already has this, but they should. If if Barack had released Ellen Splat, he could have called it Barake, and that would have been cool. Ellen Splosion. Bitkit. But. Oh, yeah. There's this stupid wallet that came out by John Carvalho. John, I love you, but your wallet is the worst thing in the world. Do you want to see why it's the stupidest thing that anyone ever invented, ever? I'll show you. I, I want to see. I, I will, but you got, it takes, it'll take me a minute to download it, so let's talk about something else first while we're okay. doing that. Bit kit. I was... Do you believe that the pyramids exist? <laughs> Do I believe that the pyramids Which exist? ones? The ones in Egypt. Well, you just answered your own question. <laughs> Some pyramids definitely exist. Can't vouch for the ones in Egypt. I've never been there. Yeah, I can't verify. I can, I can vouch for the ones in Mexico. So, those pyramids are real. Can, can, you, can, can you confirm, Carr? Okay. Have you all seen some... Uh... Some, some Bitcoin Twitter people getting into flat earth lately? Is that just me? What? Yeah, we can't go in that direction. You Bit know. twits. Uh, yeah, the ice wall. All right, I've got Bit Bitkit wallet. This is the this this is Bitkit wallet. Earth wallet apparently. This is the worst wallet that I've ever seen, and I'll show you why. Because I'm gonna load it up here. Terms of use. Do you accept these terms of use? Make sure you read and agree to them. It's like 90 pages. You probably can't see this, you're too far away. But you can scroll on this thing for a billion years and never get to the end of these terms of service, terms and conditions. So, yeah, it is the worst thing in the world, and I can't that's use this wallet because of that. That's the reason? That's the reason. So, wait, wait, wait a second. Why does a non-custodial wallet... Yeah! 
there is no there is there is no reason to have a 90-page document that a user has to read and agree to for a non-custodial wallet. He doesn't even have my money. Yeah, just release it into the public domain and uh, denounce any responsibility for what happens, and then you're good. That's my opinion. Now, John, I love is you, open and you agree with me, and that's fine. Disagree with me. And that's is that open source? Yes. Well, As John pointed out to me, he said, just compile it yourself if you don't want to agree to the terms and conditions. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. It's like, go fork. That's go what, fork yourself. That's what John said. <laughs> um, at least it, it, you had a lot of the same letters. So, <laughs> <laughs> next topic. <laughs> BitKit Wallet. It's the worst kit wallet. Keet? Yeah, Keet was cool. I forgot, forgot yeah. about Keet. K-E-E-T dot I-O. Yeah, I like, it's like, I a, like Keet. It's like a Zoom client slash chat client slash you can also send very large files over it, and it's end-to-end -end encrypted. Um, it, uses, it uses WebRTC. I don't, I don't know how they do the magic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how they do it. I know it's very yeah. similar to Jitsi, at least for the video chat portion. I, I was on but, uh, one Jitsi call, and it was bad. Was it? Were there a lot of people in it? There was only five of us. Oh, that's unexpected. You should your machine. So one of the differences between Jitsi and like Zoom is that when you're on Zoom, all of the video feeds go to Zoom servers, and they can compress them into one video feed, and you download and stream that. Whereas on Jitsi, because it's WebRTC, you download each of the each, like if there's five people, you're downloading and processing all five video streams on your device, yeah. which greatly increases the amount of resources it uses on your machine. Well, if you well, even like all of us except for one of us had our cameras off as well, so you're only streaming audio at that point. Yeah, but it was just—I mean, that was the one time I used it. But it was like, okay, this is definitely—you're definitely taking a hit for using it. Yeah. But when me and Car were using Keat, just for like a few minutes. But like, you were also on the same network, so it was only going yeah. over your local Wi-Fi. Mm, you can't prove that. No, but I watched it happen, so <laughs> okay. I'm satisfied. Okay, are you are you watching my my machine? Huh? You watching my machine? Like, right now I am. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a Super Smash Brothers Melee tournament up on my machine earlier. So I just left it while we were getting food. Keith's neat. I like Keith. Didn't have it watching PBS live on Twitch. No, I didn't. You know. He was hard because he was watching PBS live right here. You could have, I mean, my laptop was open. You could have just gone to the stream, gotten yourself an extra viewer. What should we have next week, Car? Super Smash Brothers PBS live. We should just stream a series of games where I have one stock and you all have four and you just try and beat me again and again. I would destroy you as Yoshi. No. Well, you're right, I would not. Let's go. This guy was a competitive Super Smash Brothers player. So we'll play the we'll play each other on PBS. It'll be in the background. I feel bad that no one can this These thoughts need, need to be on mic. microphone. Do you want to come up and tell people about the next episode of PBS? Alright. Well, what was the biggest news story that we should talk about from the week? Uh, did you talk about ABC last night? Yeah, we did. I gave a summary, and it was fun. 
What, what actually, you were there too. What were, what was your favorite part of ABC last night? Um, it was cool hearing uh, Matt Hill talk about Embassy and kind of the philosophy of, behind it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, kind of just talking at a high level about you know personal computing versus cloud computing versus self-hosting your software and what that means and talking at a level to where non-technical people could understand it. I think like that's cool. I think you know what Start Nine is doing. It's pretty important, but I'm also like just cautiously optimistic, I guess, because the self-hosting thing, it's goes back to the same problem of like incentives. Like it's a lot of a barrier of entry, even when you do have a great product like Embassy OS. And I feel like people, yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's very easy. Um, But I feel like people aren't going to switch over to stuff like that until they get really seriously burned. My, I have a words that are these. If you offer people the ability to be their own bank, I think most people will turn you down, uh, and they would in fact pay money to not be their own bank. I think most people would be like, "I don't want that. I would, I would like to pay someone to be my bank rather than be my own." And for those people, there's Galloway. <laughs> so there. For those people, there's Fediment. And uh, and then the, uh, all of the other banking services have come out on Bitcoin lately. <laughs> yeah. But so, what are your thoughts? Do you think that is? What, uh, am I being fair? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I I guess I go back to my last thought. Like, I think that a lot more people would shift over to the other side once they get seriously burned. Um, if they get yes. seriously burned and Bitcoin is ready and like the Bitcoin software is ready and it's loud enough, there's enough signal then maybe those people ha- can flee to a solution that they can actually learn and use versus have nothing to flee to. Um, and so they're just going to get screwed by whatever's happening in like the banking financial system and inflation. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah. most people will not uh, of their own accord like adopt these solutions or take the time. I, I like being my own bank. And if given the option, I will do it myself because I like to. Um, but I think... <coughs> Uh, pe- people who want to do that are not. I don't think most people do. Yeah. So, um, all right, that is. I don't red. think about Mountain Dew Code Red, but I do think a lot about Mountain Dew Baja Blast, and it's a good Baja drink. Blast. Yeah, it's a great drink. It's a good beverage. Do they offer that outside of Taco Bell now? Um, only in the it. summertime. Heard it here first. Yep, Walmart. <laughs> So speaking of uh, uh, Mountain Dew, also has a great flavor called Mountain Dew Voltage, which leads right into our sponsors, Voltage. Uh, that, was very, that was very clean. I love Voltage that. Voltage can be not only your beverage solution, but your lightning infrastructure solution, where you can be a pleb dev and you can launch a very cheap five, four dollar a month node hosted in the cloud by Voltage, where they take care of all of the concerns all the devops concerns you would have and you could just be a pleb and have a hosted lightning node and that's pretty cool so check them out they also invest in us and the developer scene it, it is it is a real drink it's another good one so shouts out to voltage i'm gonna delete this bitkit wallet bye bitkit signing off I'm closing the stream Boom.